0: Well, hello and welcome to this DC United UK Fans Podcast. My name is James, and I'm here to bring you all things DC. We are sponsored by, well, we're actually not sponsored by anyone. So if there's anyone out there who wants to sponsor us, let me know. I will give you my contact details at the end of this podcast. And also, we don't have any intro music, so if there's anyone out there who wants to make some intro music for us, I would absolutely love you. Maybe you could do something that has a nice soccer feel to it. Have some crowd chants. And even, maybe it's even a DC United chance in there. That would be amazing. So if you know anyone who makes music or just has a bit of spare time, because I don't really know where to begin on that, yeah, let me know. And I, like I said before, I'll give them my details at the end of this podcast. So here we go. Let's get into it. Okay, so just to give you a little bit more about myself, my name's James. I am from the UK, as you can probably already imagine with this accent and the fact that this is a UK podcast. Um, I've been a DC fan for quite a long time now, um, since the Hami Mourinho days, the legend. And um, let's put it this way, I kind of got more into it since Freddie Adu came around, thanks to Football Manager. It kind of really got me into it. And since then, I've been hooked. Um, Love MLS football. I'm um, sorry, soccer. That's going to take a little bit of getting used to when I'm talking about DC United, is using the term soccer rather than football. So for anyone out in America listening to it, I do apologise. Um, I will try and use some of the American terms rather than the UK terms. You know, seeing as it is a global game. Um, I've only ever been to the States once. That might come as a shock. But this was last year. And it was for a family holiday, and I knew I had to get to DC. I knew how I had to go and see them play, and I did. I went in August last year, and it was such a phenomenal experience. Getting to Audi Field, what a great stadium. Yes, it only holds 20,000, and yes, it's smaller than what I'm used to over here, um, after following Millsborough, um in the northeast for so long, where they've got the Riverside Stadium which holds thirty five thousand, so it is a bit smaller, um Audi Fields. But you wouldn't you wouldn't think it, the level of noise, even though the majority of it is open, it's really loud. Um and I was surprised at actually how much better it was. I know that's controversial to say, but I really do believe it was better over there than it is here. And that's down to a few factors, really. And I think that's down to the fact that the fans aren't segregated. That is amazing. The fact that the away fans can be in with the home fans. Not a problem at all. There's no fighting. There's no violence. You never hear of it in the States. And the other thing, well, you can take booze into the stands. I mean, come on. Come on, UK guys. Come on, get over the violence. Let's get on. It's just a game at the end of the day. Again, that's controversial, I know. But at the end of the day, it is a game. You wouldn't fight in the street. Well, some people probably would, but that's another story. But yeah, the fact that I can take a drink into the stands and have a good time, it's absolutely fantastic. And my wife, she doesn't like the crowds of football off here. She doesn't like watching it off here. But she loved being out there in Audi Field. And she had a great time. Another thing is the tailgates, we went along and put it out on Instagram that I was coming along to games to a few different sports groups there was only one who actually got back in touch with me and that was the Screaming Eagles and I got invited along and me and my wife went along to the uh, tailgate that they hold at the Earth Conservation Place, I can't get I can't remember the name of it, I do apologise but we had such a great time and everyone's super friendly I mean, Joe, who I met, who's as tall as I am, that's another factor by me. I'm a giant. I'm six foot ten. To meet someone else who's around that sort of height, that was insane. And then everyone else, Gene, um, James Lambert, everyone, yeah, absolutely spot on. So much so. so. I'm actually going back in April for my birthday. Yes, back for my birthday. We're playing the Montreal Impact. I cannot wait for that day that's just going to be absolutely insane. So, if you're out there, if you're listening and you're going to that game, if you see a giant British bloke, come and say hi because I will say hi back. Might even cheek take a, take a cheeky selfie as well. Why not? Um yeah, so that's the intro. Um that's me. Um I'm uh, did I mention I was 30 something? I don't know if I didn't. I'm a 30-year-old as well. And and I've been football is my life. Um, went on my first match on my fourth birthday and it's just been like that ever since, it was a Millsborough season ticket holder for 15 years, I moved away back, uh, when was that? back when I was 21 Um, and unfortunately because of that I've only been to see Millsborough play once since then Um, so when I go back to uh, DC United in April I'll have seen DC United play more times than Millsborough since since 2009 that's insane but yeah, end of the intro, and I am going to go on to some news. So, a bit of news. Um, it's preseason season um, at the time of recording, and, well, it's been good for DC. Uh, we've made a couple of sign We had what I thought was a decent Super Draft. We've got Loudon United created. Um, I hope I pronounced that right. So we've had a couple of those guys over, on. I'm guessing, on loan, I think. I don't know how it's working unless it's just a straight affiliation where we can swap teams between teams players between each other um so yeah so that's there and the preseason results though um it hasn't been too bad for us we've had only one defeat i think it was let me just double check yeah one defeat to philadelphia um to the philly and that was last week uh, a few days ago at the time of recording anyway so that's part of that. We've got Montreal Impact later on this evening. Um, again, that's at the time of recording. And then we we beat Bethlehem Steel 1-0. We drew with FC Cincinnati, the new MLS team this season. And uh, we beat the uh, Tampa Bay Roadies as well. Um, Freddie Adu's old team, if I remember rightly. Uh, so, and then we've got the season starting on the 3rd of March. Yay! Uh, big news on that one though, regarding the MLS season, is the fact that over here in the UK, three of the first four games of DC has been broadcast live. I did write a blog post about this, um, so hopefully you've managed to get on that. And I cannot wait, it's going to be fantastic. The games that are on live, you've got uh, DC United versus Atlanta United um, on, the th- on the 3rd of March, our opening game, that's kicking off at 11pm. You've then got the following week, the following Sunday, the 10th of March. You've got us uh, DC United away to New York City FC. That's a 7 p.m. kickoff, so that's really good for us over here in the UK. Then the game against Salt Lake, uh, Real Salt Lake, isn't on TV, uh, but I will probably try and catch a stream of that somewhere. And then the end of the month, on the 31st of March, we are away to Orlando City, and that is on Sky Sports as well. So. If you're listening in America, Sky Sports, if you don't know, is our main sports broadcaster over here. And the fact that we've got a load of games being broadcast on British TV is phenomenal. It was great last season and the season before. And DC has now being shown so much more since the arrival of Wayne Rooney. For me, that is fantastic. It's great to be able to catch up with my team. And seeing them pretty much week in, week out, it's unreal. And, yeah, so following on from that, what are the news have we had? Um, a bit of a strange one, I thought. This week we traded an international s- well, we got an international slot from Portland, but nothing else has been said from it. I was reading the tweets from Stephen Goff from the Washington Post, um, and apparently we're looking to use it in the future? In another window, maybe? I don't know. I mean, my, my instant reaction was... Is Yamil had coming? But there's nothing on that. And I think that is, unfortunately, yeah, it's pretty much dead in the water. Um, so, yeah. Let me know your thoughts on that one. Drop a comment on my blog. Um, or, like I said, I'll drop my email at the end of this. Um, let me know what you think on that. Because that is really odd. So, we traded general allocation money and targeted allocation money. So, that's a new one. If you are new to MLS... Uh, do check the rules out on mlssoccer.com they've got everything on there it tells you about things like the draft it tells you about the salary cap it tells you about how general allocation and targeted allocation money works so yeah, so have a read up on that uh, new selling Chris McCann as well, he's selling in while well. he did an interview with uh, the guys on be Bob uh, Twitter, be <laughs> Bob wow, that's brilliant uh, by the way, I'm just going to cut out some of the gaps on this podcast so I'm gonna keep everything in as it's my first one and I would love to hear your th- thoughts on that and then the, what else we got uh, So he yeah, has Chris McCann is actually settling in really well so that's good to see and um, there's been interviews with um Bill Hamid um, quite possibly one of my favorite players. I'm a goalkeeper in six aside so and I you was know, he's brilliant uh, and there was been interviews with Steve Birnbaum, uh, and many other players Uh, What else we got? Uh, Yeah, the new away jersey. That's divided opinion. I like it. I actually like it. Some people are thinking it's a bit boring. Yeah, it is a bit boring. But it's not a bad one. I mean, if you ever want to see some bad jerseys, have a look at the EPL in the 90s. That was awful. I mean to be honest, some of the shirts in when MLS was first formed, they were pretty awful as well, but there we go. Um that's just the sound of the times. I quite like the new Away jersey. It is I'd happily wear it out. It's plain white, it's got the badge on it. It's all understated. I don't think that's the nice thing about it. It's understated. Um that's all for the news for them from me this week. We're going to move on uh, to a review of last season. So, last season, how did it go for DC United? If you're new um, and you've never seen anything about DC, well, this is what happened. It was a bit of a slow start. Not much going on. We were travelling around. We didn't have a stadium. RFK, no longer play there. Audi Field wasn't ready yet. We played at Maryland. It was just, yeah, it was dire. Not many goals going in. Defence was okay. Um, but yeah, it wasn't great. The turning point was the announcement of the signing of Wayne Rooney. Um, that was phenomenal. What a play by Dave Casper! I mean, fair play for getting him in. I couldn't believe it. I was just in shock and absolutely loving life. I mean, I'd already booked tickets to come and see DC United, so the fact that Wayne Rooney was going to play—wow! I was like. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was awesome, and then actually seeing them starting to play, and that relationship that was formed with Lucho and Costa, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that in bonding form so quickly. The way they actually paired up together on the field was just passes, the movement, they just, they just seemed to click. And that was what made the season turn around. Granted, yes, we had a lot of games at home as well, so that obviously helped. And the results just spoke. It's the best turnaround at mid-season point that I've ever seen. It it, it was unreal. You see in most seasons that you might get a slight turnaround, but then there's usually a dip. That didn't seem to happen to us. We might have had a bad result now and again. I mean, the game that I was at. Against Philadelphia Union. That was a bad point. That was a defeat. That yeah, that wasn't a great game to go to. But I'm sure the next one will be fine. But apart from that. Though, it was absolutely spot on. We beat Atlanta United. At that, was, that was fantastic. We just seemed to be. Beating everyone. And the fact that we went from the bottom. And we made it into the playoffs. Was unbelievable. I don't think anyone could have ever predicted that it's not quite Leicester City winning the EPL Unreal but it was right up there for me and then you had that playoff game that was I mean for me that was late a late late morning and I had work the next day as well um, I think I didn't actually go to bed till about 3 o'clock in the morning I had to be up at 6 to get ready for work so yes yeah, so I didn't have much sleep that night um, but yeah um, that was a great game to watch uh, Nick Deleon, what an absolutely amazing strike. It's just a shame it was his... Well, it, it is a shame it was his last game that he played for us. And... Because he was a fantastic player, I thought. He was He was a good all-round player. Uh, he wasn't great at defence, but he did the job well. And he could go forward. And I think his biggest problem is the fact that he's so versatile and the fact that he can play anywhere but so he's kind of like your backup player just in case someone gets injured and there's another player that I can compare him to over in the EPL um, Ainsley Maitland-Niles exactly the same he's a utility player he can play anywhere but because he can play anywhere he can't command a starting position He needs, I think De Leon needs to figure out one place and stick to it rather than being able to play anywhere and I think that's what's going to happen with Chris McCann as well this season is he's going to be a utility player, so he's probably going to be just down on the bench most most games. Um, but yes, so that playoff game, that was absolutely unreal. And what a way to, I mean, it, it was a great way to end the season because we, no one never thought we would get to the playoffs, but it was heartache. And I, the fact that I stayed up so long, I mean, I was just gutted. The emotional level on that game was, you could tell from the crowd as well, I've never seen the DC crowd so up for the game, and I've never seen it that loud for any MLS match. It, the f- crowd were fantastic, absolutely brilliant. And I think if we managed to win that penalty shootout going into the playoff semi finals, I think the crowd would have took us through all the way. It was just Zach Stefan was phenomenal for those penalty shootouts. The fact that he saved from both Rooney and Acosta, yeah. And he had a great penalty record in, during the season as well. So, And I think Man City have got themselves as a really good keeper there with Stefan. Um, but yeah, uh, hopes for this coming season, for the 2019 season. It's got to be the championship, come on. If, you, if you're not in it to win it, then why are you there? But we've got to take the form that we got at the end of that season and take it forward into this new season. Because that will be... It's got to be the aim. We've got to win, and a lot of people will probably think Rooney is going to take time to adapt um, to the long travel because he didn't do it at the end of last when he was here last season because we had all those home games. But I think he will be absolutely fine, and he had to do it when he was at Man United. I think with when they're in the Champions League. I mean, playing in the normal EPL season, the longest travel he would have had to do was. The equivalents of DC traveling to the Rebels. I mean, that's that's the longest. When in the, uh, in MLS, that's the shortest for DC. So that's yes, that's going to be a bit of a trek. But when they were playing Champions League football, week in week out, he would have had to travel quite a distance for that as well. And I think people probably forget they would have had to have played in Russia. They would have had to have played all over Europe. Um, yeah. I think people forget about that and I don't think it's going to be that big of a problem for Rooney. Um but yeah, for this season, I think the key thing is for us to uh kick off the way we ended. Keep that form going. And I think this season is going to be a great season. Ben Olsen, he does have a mammoth task to keep it going. But from the interviews that we've had in the pre-season, with uh, the videos on Twitter I think from the looks of it everyone seems to be up for it everyone seems to be in a good place and that gives me hope just don't let me down lads don't let me down um, and for this new season my biggest idea is gonna be as I said me visiting in April I am so looking forward to that nice little holiday away and the fact that I'm getting to see DC United play it on my birthday, I am going to love life that day. It's going to be fantastic. Um, it's kind of... That's that's about it, really. Um, I'm going to keep this blog post up, uh, the blogging up. I'm going to keep my Twitter up. And hopefully, if you like this podcast, I'm going to try and keep this up as well throughout the season. Um, and as I said in the intro, well, to be honest, firstly, if you made it this far, fair play. You've listened to my dulcet times of this for, what, 20 minutes? I thank you Um. (laughs) Uh, but yeah if you know anyone who can make music I'd love to have a nice little intro and an outro and little sections unfortunately I can't really pay for it so if you could do it for free great if not I might make it might be able to make a little donation I'll see you next time let me know your thoughts um, on this podcast on anything that I've talked about and anything in general about how i'm doing this if you want to join me i would love to hear from you whether it's in doing podcasts or whether it's writing blog posts or keeping up with the twitter yeah let me know the email address is dc united uk fans at gmail.com that's dc united uk fans at gmail.com until next time see you later